I know this school is rough, but we make do. Looking for Miss Coleman. Hello. I'm the sub. I thought one of my colleagues here hired a stripper for me. <laughs> okay. I'm teaching a lesson on gravity. There have been three presidents since this one. Here's where I taped in the others. Hello and welcome back to my channel. Today we're going to be talking about my newest favorite show, my newest obsession, and it's a television sitcom, surprisingly, um, Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary. It's two words. That's all I have to say. This show is everything I could have ever dreamed of. It's everything I've been asking for. I am such a Quinta Brunson stan. I have been following her career and just her digital, you know, um, antics and just also her incredible writing. Um, she's hilarious. She's a brilliant digital creator. I have just been in love with her work since like probably early college or late high school. I first discovered who she was because she was a BuzzFeed girl. And I don't want to say a BuzzFeed girl, um, but there were a lot of people on BuzzFeed at the time that were building like careers for themselves and they were kind of known because of their presence on the platform. So I feel like I got introduced to her that way. But once I got familiar with a few of her videos or just different aspects of her work, it became apparent to me that I had been familiar with a lot of her work and just never really knew her name. And one of her most infamous clips to ever go viral was from her series titled The Girl Who's Never Been on a Good Date. And if you've seen the clip, you've seen the clip. I'll put it in here. Can I get some Skittles, uh, some dips, Reese's Pieces, ah! pretzels, and a large popcorn. A large? You got money. He got money. Get it all for him. That shit is classic. That shit is iconic. And I have been in love with her since. So I was really, really, really excited to see that she had created this show. It is just as brilliant as I would have expected. It's actually like exceeding the high expectations I had already kind of like had for it. And I don't want to say like I had super high expectations, but I do have high expectations because Quinta is so funny and she's so great. So I'm actually reading her book right now. Um, it's a bit of, it's a bit of a memoir slash personal essays. This light is really something, isn't it? Um, it's a bit of a mix. So I'm really, really enjoying it and learning. I'm not too far in, but I'm excited to learn more about her um, upbringing and just her journey as a creator. So this show is phenomenal and I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna get into why, okay? So first I wanna talk about the style and direction of the series. I have to admit I'm biased for sure because I am a sucker for a mockumentary. Um, I am a sucker for a workplace. Anything, you could do a drama there, you could do a comedy there. 
you know, I really enjoy series that emphasize the aspects of everyday life. In, you know, the last, I would say 10 years or so, I do not recall us having a, uh, a workplace series focused on teachers. So I think this is incredible. Um, just from that concept alone, I think it's incredible that she chose to go the mockumentary route. Um, like that was just perfect because I think that right now we're still in a age where the mockumentary has just recently become super almost like popular to the point that it's gonna become undone or going to become overdone soon so she's really catching it at a time where it's still really appreciated we still love that style we still you know gravitate to that sort of almost dry humor in a way um but we're gonna talk about how this show is much more fresh and funny than a lot of the mockumentaries we've seen in the past 20 years so I do want to mention the comparisons that have been made very frequently since the show deb uh, debuted. We have seen a lot of people, including myself, compare this show to The Office, to Parks and Rec, to um, Sunny, It's Sunny in Philadelphia. I've never watched that, so I can't uh, speak to that, but we've seen it being compared to a lot of the mockumentary style TV series that we've seen come before this. So there has been a bit of pushback on that, which is understandable because people want Abbott Abbott Elementary to stand on its own. People want the show to not necessarily be compared to predecessors and kind of set up expectations that it's going to be that same type of show. Um, they're definitely doing something fresh and innovative and different with this, even in the writing and the type of characters that we're getting in this uh, series. So there have been a lot of comparisons there. And I do want to say that while the pushback is valid, the comparisons are also very valid. Um, the office in particular really popularized the mockumentary TV series style um, when it comes to like workplace uh, sitcoms in the early 2000s. So Quinta and just many of the millennials and um, maybe you know, older Gen Z, we've all kind of grown up on that uh, type of that show and a lot of people really enjoyed that and it's also to talk about Parks and Rec which is another show that I'm pretty sure the production and uh the writing and you know there was a lot of crossover between The Office and uh Parks and Rec when it came to behind the scenes so those comparisons are valid because those shows really set the groundwork for something like an Abbott Elementary um and really popularize the style that Abbott Elementary decided to go with. So people do see that very, very clear, you know, um, comparison in the fact that 
Abbott Elementary is shot in the same way. It has the same type of camera panning. It has the same type of tight zooms. It has the same sort of no laugh track. Um, it's shot again as a like fake documentary. Um, it's a workplace sitcom. So there are a lot of reasons why people would see one and then see the other and compare the, the two. And a lot of people have, you know, already talked a lot. I'm seeing the Jim and Pam versus the Janine and Gregory, you know, comments. Um, everybody wants them to get together and that's fair. Okay. We all love a little, you know, romantic story. I'm rooting for them. I think they're so cute. I love, I'm a Tyler James. Uh, I'm a, I'm a stan. Okay. So I really want to see where this show goes, but I also do not want people to box them in to the same sort of storylines because we've seen that storyline before. So do we have to see it again? Uh, we, uh, we don't have to. I wouldn't be mad at it. I really wouldn't be mad at it, but I would be interested to see if maybe that doesn't you know, pan out the same way. So I do want to see, you know, how they take this show in a different direction. So I want to talk about the writing on this show because again, it's so fresh. It's so funny. It's so realistic. Realistic. The dialogue feels so natural. It doesn't feel forced. The jokes don't feel like they're being ripped off of a Twitter timeline or out of a TikTok. Not only the writing, the casting is perfect. We're going to get into the characters, but the comedic timing along with the jokes, the dry humor, the non-jokes, the looks, okay, the awkward silences, the body language. They're they are acting their asses off. And this is a sitcom like they are I want the Emmy nominations. That's all I'm saying. Quinta is brilliant. She knew what she was doing. She absolutely knew what she was doing. She's giving us genuinely funny, non-offensive. Let's talk about that because these other mockumentaries don't really know how to do that. Yes, they're satirical. So we're meant to be, to be offensive sometimes. But she's, they're not giving us the classic white, let's talk about how good this show is because it is a black show. Because that is what has been missing from the mockumentary genre for a minute. The office, the way that they handle race, like I know it's satire, but damn. Parks and Rec 2, what? I want to see, I want the show to get everything. I want everybody on the show to get everything. This is written wonderfully. It feels good after I finish the episode. It's already a comfort show for me, okay? It's already a comfort show. There are only three episodes. You know, for a little bit, the Parks, Parks and Rec had me in a comfort show hold. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but this, they only got three episodes and they already got that show beat. And that was one of my favorite shows for a little bit, okay? But uh, also a lot of the people on that show, like the cast, like the, the actual cast, just them as people, 
be making me just like, ugh. Now I don't find the show that funny because I feel like y'all are actually racist in real life. Like, okay. So this writing, perfect. I really, really just am so grateful and so excited and so proud and so just, I can't wait to keep watching. I also have not mentioned that I am from South Jersey. Okay. I lived in Camden until I was like about 10, but Philly, and that's where I live now, Philly <laughs> is the city to me. That's when, when I grew up and we said we were going to the city, that's where we were going. I always wanted to live in Philly. I love this city so much. There's just an air about this city that is indescribable. So Quinta has been able to capture that on camera. And I am just like literally in awe, okay? Because all a little South Jersey, especially this little surrounding part, like we we all we all wish we were from Philly, okay? We we're all diehard Eagle fans, okay? I don't even watch the NFL anymore and my blood still runs green. Okay, so just know that the way that she is capturing this city is just so let's talk about the characters. Let's talk about the characters. So we have the main character. We have Miss Janine Teagues, Miss Miss Teagues, okay, Quinta the new hopeful naive emphasis on naive <laughs> young teacher she is the teacher who comes in with so much enthusiasm because she's ready to change these kids lives and give them more because other people haven't given them enough and she's not wrong about that. And we love Miss Teagues. I love Janine. Wardrobe. Like she would, she's dressing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting into the clothes because I'm like, yes, that's exactly how I'd be dressed as a teacher. We got the, the nice, she'd be wearing the like silk dresses. The sometimes they're not usually wrap dresses, but she wears a belt at the waist to give her some more height too, because that's something else that's real cool to watch the way they shoot this because Quinta is so short. I don't wanna, but she's a little, she's on the shorter side and her co-hosts, I mean, her co-hosts, her actors that, are, the hell, her cast members who stand and walk next to her, just, just next time you watch the show, their shoulders are here. So they're shooting a lot of scenes and it even looks more comedic where they're trying to capture her shoulders and face while also capturing everybody else. So those scenes are the, the even that camera blocking, hilarious. So outfits, she's giving, she's giving the prints She's giving the flowy dresses. Sometimes her outfits look a little, what the fuck? Me, I'm like attesting that too. She didn't do laundry this week. <laughs> That's what happened because I don't know what she was wearing episode two that, but you know, 
that was a wardrobe choice for her character okay so that's why it was giving me I was like oh so the laundry didn't get done so we're wearing long sleeves long skirt and everybody's saying it's like 80 degrees outside so what happened but I digress I love everything she wears love her personality love her spirit she's giving young enthusiastic Leo I don't know what her sign is but she's trying to do it all Let's talk about a legend, okay? Mrs. Tyler James Williams playing Gregory Eddie. That's his name, Gregory Eddie. <laughs> Love this casting. First off, we could talk all day about Tyler's ability to, his physical comedy, his ability to move his face, his ability to react is out of this world okay and it's not just in Abbott Elementary go back and watch any episode of Everybody Hates Chris he was giving us Emmys Emmys at like nine years old because I don't know how young he was in that Everybody Hates Chris pilot but he was young and he was acting his ass off I love Tyler James Williams. I'm so happy and excited to see him in more things that I love. You know, I've always seen him in, in different projects here and there. But this right here, this is a show that's not going anywhere. This show is literally here to stay. I don't care what anybody says. So I'm very, very excited to see how his character develops. He comes in, Tyler James Williams' character, Mr. Gregory. Mr. Greg, I think that's, I don't know what they call him, Mr. Eddie, is that what they call him? He comes in and he's talking about some, oh, I'm taking the substitute job because I applied to be the principal. That's why I got my degree in, but I didn't get the job. Like he didn't even, he don't look, look like he know how to talk to kids. And I understand because I'm definitely that person who I feel like I still am trying to figure out how to talk to kids. Like when they just start making sounds at you and I'll be like, oh, that's crazy. Because <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. And he doesn't either. He needs to figure that shit out if he wants to be a principal of an elementary school. Okay, he needs to get, he has to get his, his sea legs before he just jumps right the fuck in. We have Ava Coleman, the principal, <laughs> the, first off, I just have to say, Janelle James, I want to see her in everything after this. Because she is fucking hilarious. Where has she been hiding? What do I need to watch that she was in before? I know she has a comedy special that I'm sure as hell about to watch. But what was she? Had, what, if y'all could let me know of anything y'all have seen her in that y'all liked, please tell me. Because she is fucking hilarious. She steals. She said this too, or somebody said it. Somebody said it on Twitter that she steals every scene. She does. She does. When she comes in, I know I'm about to laugh. I know I'm about to have. I know I'm about to laugh. She is hilarious. Having her be in the third episode, the one, you know, who is so capable. She's typically, she's not good at her job. She's not good at her job. Okay. 
she is not good at her job. She does not care really about that job. We know that. <laughs> but to have her come around in episode three and be the most capable one when it came to navigating the internet and making a TikTok and making it go viral. Oh yeah, I can help you make your video. Really? Yes, this is what I do. Well, you're also a principal, so. Yeah, but this is my art. I write, I edit, I direct, I do the music, I lip sync. Because of me, when people say that their favorite director is that Ava lady, somebody else gotta be like, which one? <laughs> well, maybe you can just give me a few tips, you know? Maybe help build upon what I already have. Let me see. What is this, an iPhone 9? <laughs> it's like a Walkman. I don't know nothing about this. That's before my time. Brilliant. Also having Quinta be the one who didn't know how to make shit go viral. Brilliant. What? I am obsessed. I love the writing. She is, her comedic timing is out of this world. I love her, her voice. I just love everything about her. She's, she, she's, she feels so familiar. Then we have Miss Barbara Howard. She's a legend. Shirley Ralph. She's a legend. Moesha. She's a legend. Okay, so seeing her, I'm very excited to just see her. I'm very happy that we are, again, have a fully Black cast, but not only a Black cast, it's a, a seasoned cast. These people are just incredible actors. They casting was perfect. Uh, I need to, to look into who did, who did casting because it was perfect. But we have Miss Barbara Howard, who she is, I believe, a kindergartner teacher. And she is the foil to Miss Janine Teague's, Quintus' character. She's the foil because she is the, the educator who has been in her job for years. She's, I don't, I'm not sure, but I'm assuming decades she's been there. And she knows, and she is often the person when conflict comes up, that when Quinta says, we need to do something about this, she says, we can only do what we can control. She's the voice of reason. She's reminding Quinta, you think we haven't tried this shit before? You think we are happy to see these kids not have shit? Like, no. We are trying, we've been trying, but we can't do more than this position allows us. If the government funds are not coming, you know, if I can't get paid more, if I can't get basic supplies for my school, my classroom, you don't think there have been people before who have tried to change that? I'm not saying that that means you need to stop trying to change it, but Barbara is that character, okay? So her and Quinta have just very, you know, almost opposite perceptions of the world because of the places that they are in life, but they both respect each other. They both value each other's hard work and opinion. We, of course, see Janine come in as the young teacher and look up to Barbara and go to her for advice almost every time there is a conflict. She wants to ask her what she thinks. So this is a really 
sweet dynamic. It's the duality. I love it. I love these characters. I love that the conflict is not coming from toxicity between the workers, that the workers are assholes to each other, or that they just are shitty people. These are decent, good, if not like, of course, good, you know, relative, but these are people who somewhat, not all of them care about their job and, you know, don't want super bad shit to happen. Even though the conflict can sometimes come from poor decisions on a couple of the characters' behalfs, the main conflicts are not necessarily being pushed from negativity between them. It's being pushed by the systemic failures of the school system. It's being pushed from the lack of, uh, it's being pushed by the restrictions that they face in their jobs. So I'm really, I'm just loving these dynamics. I'm loving these dynamics. <sighs> so brilliant. Okay, so the last two characters, well, we really have three, three characters, um, but the last two characters, Jacob Hill, history teacher, played by Chris Perfetti. You know, he plays the white liberal who always says the wrong thing at the wrong time perfectly. Like he plays that role perfectly. Um, I love to hear Janine tell him to shut up. <laughs> so he's, he's doing that well. I don't really care about his storyline too much. I don't think we're gonna get too much about his storyline, but he's fine. He's a he's a he's a fine character or whatever. But he's playing that super uh like wannabe well-meaning liberal, but the liberal is just fucking everything up along the way. Um and then we have Melissa Shimetti, uh, which <laughs> I think she plays a very good uh, tropey Italian woman slash teacher. So I think that she's really funny. Her comedic timing is very funny. Um, again, she's another character I don't really care too much about. We haven't really learned much about them. And I think that's for a reason. They're meant to be side characters. Um, but yeah, so that's really cool. And then we have the janitor. Um, and I just want to make sure I don't get his name wrong. Uh, yes, William Stanford Davis. So he is playing Mr. Johnson, the school's custodian. And I think that that, you know, is really funny as side uh, commentary or just little one-off jokes here and there that he gets. Um, again, he seems like he's going to be kind of a super side character that we don't really ever learn much about. So I want to just talk about some of the things that I'm excited slash hope to see in the show, especially as we you know, move out of season one, because this shit is going to get renewed for a season two. Okay, it's going to get renewed for a season three, and a four, and a five, and a six, and a seven. And so I'm excited. I want to talk about where I see the show going. 
So right now we have only gotten three episodes so far and they all have stayed really relatively confined to the walls within the school. And I think that this is going to, of course, change eventually, but I do think the first season will uh, be mainly within the school's walls because they are, you know, trying to sell this series and sell this concept and get people watching so I think they're coming out you know with some heavy hitters and they're some of their best ideas so I think the first season will stay within the school but as we move forward into season two or season three where my prediction (laughs) is that we're gonna get um you know, more backstory and just more general uh, depictions of the teachers' lives outside of school. So most mockumentaries kind of do this. Um, They do tend to focus really on the heavy on the workplace humor for the first season to kind of build that interest there. And then once they have an audience, you know, we flesh these characters out, we see them how they are at home and off of work, and we get to know them off the clock, which is really, really cool. So I hope that we get to see that in Abbott. I think that Janine is going to be somebody who does not really lose her level of enthusiasm or her optimism. And of course, we're going to see her kind of go through you know, her own character arc with having to set boundaries, which is something we've already seen her struggle with, and just become a real, real adult. Like, it almost seems like she's still kind of trying to become, and I can, I can feel that. It still feels like she's trying to become an adult. Um, and we're going to see her actually have a lot of, m- most likely, conflicts that force her to really you know, stand her ground, gain more confidence, um, do more than she initially thinks that she's capable of. So, um, and also set boundaries, which is really important. So I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. See, that's why I say at the end of every little analysis I do is, well, at least for Abbott Elementary is I'm very excited because I am very excited. I have not been this happy about a sitcom in so long. And there are a lot of other really funny sitcoms on TV, I am sure. But again, I have a very picky taste when it comes to humor. I have a very picky taste when it comes to sitcoms and what tropes different shows choose to lean into. And I just really, really feel good about this. Like I really, really love everything about this show. So that's my review on Abbott Elementary. I love this show. I am encouraging every single person to go watch it. I'm encouraging every single person to become a Quintus Stan. Um, if you are not already, I really hope that it's not hope. I know, I know it will get renewed for another season, but I just really, really hope that it gets the love and recognition that I feel like it deserves because it is standing itself it's setting itself apart from other sitcoms on tv right now and from other sitcoms really that have came out in like the last five five ten years so 
please go watch Abbott Elementary. Please tell me how you like it. Um, tell me your favorite characters. Tell me what you want to see. Tell me what you don't want to see. Um, you know, all of that good stuff in the comments. I will be back with some more pop culture analysis, some more deep dives, some more research and reporting. Um, and I have a lot of things I'm always working on. It's just the ADHD never wants me to finish it. So I'm trying, I'm trying. But yes, thank you so much for watching. And I will see you all soon. Abbott Elementary takes place in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. and it is loosely based on my mom's experience as a public school teacher in Philadelphia. And uh, she just had countless stories over her 40 years uh, serving the Philadelphia School District that I knew. Yes, teachers, yes. I love that. Make, make sure you, the, uh, woo is not a view, so make sure you watch the show. Um, <laughs>